The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Welcome in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Great to have you joining us on a Friday, September 9th. Brendan Glasheen, your host with Sean Zarillo, Action Network senior writer, and also joining us, action writer Anthony DeBundo, subbing in this week, this Friday, for Colin Whitchurch. No dingers coming on the pod uh, today, I'm pretty sure. Yep, as he shakes his head in, in disappointment. It's not Tuesday. It's not Dinger Tuesday. And those are gone anyway. So DeBundo's here with... Uh, some picks for today. We will fade the public during this show and find out. Well, we will find out if we're going to fade the public. I shouldn't jump ahead like that, but we'll find out where all the money's coming in on today's games. Underdogs that each uh, Anthony and, Sh- and Sean are on, and then some final bets before we get out of here. But as we always do, we start the show with best bets as this 2022 regular season uh, comes down to the finish line. Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. You trying to make an ass of me? Get on that back! We'll start with Zerillo. What do you have? Taking the Reds on the first five money line here, projected this at even money, so I like it down to about plus 108. I also like their first five spread, plus the half a run at minus 135. Really like Nicodolo, 3.8 expected ERA this season. And projection systems absolutely love this guy for a rookie. Very narrow projection range, actually. A fit projection anywhere between 36 and 3.85 across four different systems. Usually you see that range balloon out closer to a quarter of a run, sometimes even a full run in terms of a projection range. So very narrow projection range for Lodolo, all under sub four in terms of an ERA projection, power fastball, wipeout slider, really good rookie and a really good young left-hander. Compare him to Jason Alexander, 4% strikeout minus walk rate this season, 26 walks, 37 strikeouts in 62 innings, not the kind of strikeout and walk ratio you see from a starting pitcher in 2022. He does have a 52% ground ball rate, so he's able to bail himself out of a lot of danger with double plays, but expected ERA over five, 
other ERA estimators in the high fours. There's more than a run differential between these two starting pitchers in terms of a projection, in terms of on-field metrics this season. Also catching Milwaukee in their lesser split here. They're actually very good against righties and very bad against lefties. 9% above average against righties. That ranks eighth, but they're 13% below average against lefties, which ranks 26. So 18 spots and 22% in differential between Milwaukee, whether they're facing a right-handed or left-handed starter. Reds on the first five line, again, to plus 108, and their first five spread up to minus 135. Forgot to remind the viewers that uh, in the listeners that uh, Payoff Pitch is presented by BetMGM, and you can find the Reds at plus 115 on BetMGM right now, first five lines. That definitely suits uh, Zarillo's take and his feelings in terms of the number to bet this. How about your best bet today, Anthony DeBundo? Yeah, this is all about rest advantages, and the Tampa Bay Rays have not played three games in the last two days. The Tampa Bay Rays uh, do have a more rested starter, Drew Rasmussen, extra rest coming into his last start, or after his last start, he got scratched uh, due to personal reasons the other day. He got extra rest. Now he's going on the road in the Bronx. And should I make the case that the Rays lineup is actually better than the Yankees lineup is currently constructed? I will. The Yankees, of course, without DJ LeMahieu, Anthony Rizzo, and likely Giancarlo Stanton have not played the last few days. I think this is a pretty big lineup edge for Tampa, who is starting to get a little bit healthier with Manny Margot back uh, at the top of the lineup. Also, it really comes out of the bullpen. The Yankees played that 13-inning thriller, uh, went deep into extras with the Twins, then had Garrett Cole go pretty deep, but they used their entire bullpen on Thursday and then went to Clark Schmidt yesterday as well. So they've used a ton of the bullpen in the last few days. Drew Rasmussen, 2.7 ERA. His ex-ERA is a little bit higher than that, but again, 39% hard hit rate, well above league average. Uh, his strikeout minus walk rate. He doesn't walk a lot of guys, which I like with Rasmussen. He's not going to give the Yankees free passes, which is really the only way that they've produced a lot of offense in the last few days was Joe Ryan giving out free passes on Wednesday and, and the Twins bullpen struggling to, with the walks the whole series. They have not been successful when they've been forced to uh, you know, generate their own offense outside of walks. Rasmussen, 5.8% walk rate. So I think it's a, a, a solid edge for the Rays. Frankie Montas has struggled with command. I'm not sure I, I buy that long-term. He is a plus command pitcher, but he has struggled with command since coming to the Bronx. Not sure if that's a pressure thing. He's pressing too much, not trusting his stuff, but uh, Montas has not been quite as good since leaving Oakland. Much more high-pressure pitching environment, of course, but uh, I like the Rays minus 107. Actually, want to comment, Anthony, The I project the Rays lineup as currently constructed as better than the Yankees lineup, so that's not even a moderate hot take. Either of you give the uh, the Rays a sniff here. If they they sweep, this is a this is a race. This is a race going into the final three weeks. I'll, hey, let, least... I'll let Anthony take that because he might still be mad at me for talking him off of a uh, a plus twenty one hundred thirty one hundred. Uh, the, the Rays were thirty one to one heading into that last series when they were six games out. Uh, I ultimately do think they'll come up short. Their schedule is a lot tougher in the run in, but mm. when they won the first two games of that series and it got down to four. I texted Sean and I said, I can't believe you talked me out of betting race 31 to one. Uh, I, like they just magic pitching out of nowhere. Uh, the, the, the rumor is that Wander is going to be back in a couple of weeks uh, for the, for the stretch run here in the playoffs. So that's a big boost. Uh, but I ultimately do think they come up short. That being said, if the Yankees, I mean, the, the Yankees better get healthy. They're old as a, as a team and they're fading in a big way down the stretch here, and they don't have the starting pitching anymore. Jordan Montgomery gone. That trade, I think, will go down in infamy as, as one of the worst that Cashman's ever made. 
That was the Yankees, bad. the Yankees still have Pittsburgh on their schedule, Baltimore, and I just had this race schedule up. Holy crap. This yeah, is it's, quite it's the top uh, five toughest in baseball. Yankees for three. You got Toronto for five. Texas at home, but Texas, we've talked about Texas. Their offense is pretty reputable when it's on. Houston, Toronto at home, at Cleveland, at Houston, at Boston. They wrap the season on a long road trip. That is a that is a tough trip. As it Nine pertains. games left with Toronto, too, so maybe those teams beat each other up and the Yankees pull away. That's, that's what I'm kind of thinking is going to happen. Good point. All right, very good. So those are our best bets, Zerillo and DeBundo. Let's move on to fade the public. There were a few options on the table today, but uh, we're looking over at White Sox Athletics. And no, not all the money's coming in on the A's because people love to fade the White Sox these days. But 90% of the bets, 81% of the money on Chicago over Oakland. Zerillo, are we taking the cheese on the public or are we going to go to the A's? No, I like the A's here. Actually, my favorite underdog bet for today. It was originally in our favorite underdog section until we had to choose a game for Fade the Public. So Oakland is my favorite underdog, actually, for today's slate. In addition to being our Fade the Public play, I'm betting them not because the public is on the White Sox, but because this is a nice little projection edge for me. Projected Oakland down to plus 123. I like them to plus 134. If you've listened to our podcast, I've been against Lucas Giolito pretty much the entire season. His velocity still down one mile an hour relative to his last three seasons. And his expected ERA is a run higher relative to his last three seasons as well. Typically you see a tick in velocity and you move that ERA projection about a half of a run higher. Well, Giolito has lost a full run compared to his ERA relative to previous years. I'm not the biggest James Caprellian guy either though. His ERA estimators in the high fours. I actually like the first five over three and a half here up to minus 126, even though Oakland can hit. And Chicago is technically in their lesser split. They're a much better offense against lefties than they are against righties, top five versus bottom 10. But do like Oakland on the money line here, in addition to the first five over three and a half, continuing to fade Giolito down the stretch. The home run ball has uh, has hurt him, that's for sure. And that started against the Royals a few, a few starts ago and then did not uh, pitch well against Minnesota. Two straight uh, tough starts for Giolito. Uh, Anthony, how about yourself? Do you have an angle on this game? If you're going to take the take the A's and fade the public? Uh, I would lean toward the over as well. Can't really trust Caprellan. The one thing is he has walk issues. The White Sox have the worst plate discipline in all of baseball. Uh, Gilito stuff, 93.4, according to Eno Saris' model from The Athletic. Some of the pitchers around him uh, do not make that a very encouraging uh, number. You know, you're looking at uh, some of the pitchers. Jerry Familia out of the bullpen, Reed Detmers, uh, Herman Marquez, who's had a terrible season. Uh, Nick Martinez from the Padres, Devin Smeltzer from the Twins. Uh, there are some pretty concerning pitchers around him there, Carrasco as well. So a lot of guys who, you know, we don't really consider as good stuff. And Gilito, uh, his changeup is still pretty good, but his barrel rate is uh, up over 8% this year allowed, which is uh, considerably worse than it's been in the last couple of years. Not sure Gilito is ever going to figure it out and get back to what he was in his peak years. So I, I would go with the over here if I had to play it, but I have not bet this game. I'm bet MGM right now, A's plus 135, and first five line is plus 125, the first five money line. Speaking of uh, underdogs, so we're in on the A's, and Zerillo is, and then Anthony likes an over. How about uh, some underdogs? Zerillo, we'll start with you. Oh, I hate this pick. I already Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe I'm going to try to reverse jinx the Angels here because we do have that second half win total under on them. Lance McCullers still searching for his command, though. 14 walks in 21 innings this year. That is a 15% walk rate. That's 5% 
over his career average, maybe starting to find it a little bit as he gets into his fifth and sixth starts here. But at this point, still willing to bet against him. Michael Renzen first start back since July. He carried a 412 expected ERA through his first 13 starts. And right now, I would put McCullers right around a four in terms of an ERA projection. So a relatively similar and comparable starting pitching matchup. The Angels obviously are also playing better baseball of late. They seem to have found a couple of effective relievers. Jimmy Herget, Jose Quijada. If you've not watched Jimmy Herget, you need to find time to watch this guy. One of the most awkward relief pitchers I've seen in quite some time. Seems like hitters just take absolutely terrible swings against him. They call him the human glitch. Jimmy Herget, guy I'm a fan of, really effective. But Trout and Otani both hitting bombs consistently of late, I know because I'm playing Colin Wilson in our fantasy baseball matchup this week in the playoffs. And he is Otani and I have trout and he offered me Otani for trout one for one a couple of months ago. And I didn't take it. And it's probably going to come back to hurt me here. So projected the A's down at plus plus one sixty eight. I like their money line down to plus plus one eighty three. got plus 200 last night would actually expect this to tick more their way closer to game time, considering the public love for Houston. That win total, by the way, I think we're all right. Uh, I think we're going to be in decent shape. What are they? They've played, they're 60 and 77. They need to get to 76 wins for an over. So they're going to go, they got to go 16 and nine. Do I have my math right? And then they've, they've played better. He's right. This is your Angels update. Who's your underdog today, Anthony? I do have to say, I missed the playoffs in that fantasy league, despite having Manny Machado and Paul Goldschmidt. I'm still trying to figure out how. I'm personally blaming Fernando Tatis. With that being said, my underdog of the day, we're going to Pittsburgh and we're going to Rowanzi Contreras. I just talked about Stuff Plus and why it doesn't like Lucas Giolito. Stuff Plus loves Rowanzi Contreras. 109 Stuff Plus. He had a weird situation this year. He went down to AAA right around the All-Star break. And I thought it was just to give him some rest and bring him back up. And then they had him pitching burning innings in AAA. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it is the Pirates. But one thing that's interesting is that since he's come back up, he's been pretty impressive. He had the one bad start against the Red Sox, but his last two outings, uh, you know, especially his last outing against uh, two outings go against Philadelphia. Excellent. Uh, five innings, no runs, had a very stellar performance against the Braves where he only gave it one homer. And that was pretty much it against one of the best lineups in all the baseball. Ronzi figuring out his command issues makes him uh, a very, very interesting pitcher going, not just this season, but going into next year uh, for Pittsburgh. He probably is their ace. All right, uh, before we go on Payoff Pitch, again, presented by BetMGM, it's a, it's a Friday, so we're going to have some final bets to send you off on the weekend. Um, Anthony, real quick, we'll, we'll get yours in. You want to just comment as well on uh, the Reds' first five, uh, like, like Zarillo's doing? Yeah, Nick Lodolo's uh, fastball-slider combo is excellent. He does really well against both lefties, and he's not terrible against righties. That wipeout slider has given some righties some problems. He does have some command issues that come into play against righties. I know Zarillo mentioned that. Love the Reds in the first five innings. Think that's a huge starting pitching edge for Cincinnati. This is like the series of the year now coming up for, for Zarillo and I. We're holding twins tickets for the American League Central. Uh, they're, they're struggling right now. But this is a good matchup for Minnesota against Cal Quantrill at home. I don't think they should be a toss-up. Their lineup, even without Buxton, is still better than Cleveland's. And uh, Quantrill, I've said this on past pods, no pitcher in all of baseball has benefited from better defense behind him than, than Cal Quantrill this season. And yes, the Guardians have a good defense, but they're not good enough to explain that level of a gap. Quantrill is still a 4.5 type XERA pitcher. He doesn't, he seems to always overperform, and I'm starting to figure out why that is. But uh, I think Twins at home here should be a solid favorite. 
even despite the bullpen edge where they've been used quite a bit the last three days. Okay, we got final bets coming in from Zarilla. By the way, really quick, just going back to the White Sox for a second. I just I just saw here that Dylan Cease is now the favorite to win the Cy Young. That's uh that's of this morning. So don't say it. Don't say it. <sighs> okay, fine. Don't jinx it. Uh, We're all uh, holding C. I, I know Zarilla and I are holding Cease tickets. So good. Cease, uh, Judge, Sandy, Julio, and Rutschman. So let's go. Rutschman's dead, but Julio will win that one. Yeah, it's, I got both. <laughs> okay, uh, Zarilla, final bets for us before we get out of here. Yeah, I get a piggyback on Anthony here with the Twins. I like the Twins down to minus 110. I also like their first five line at minus 116. You look at the ERA estimators for Dylan Bundy and Cal Quantrill, 3.8 expected ERA for Bundy, 4.5 versus Quantrill. And I think the Twins have figured out how to use Bundy, using him as more of a five and dive guy and getting him out of there the second time he runs through a lineup. Unfortunately, their bullpen did get used a lot in that series in New York, but they should have Yohan Duran back tonight even though jorge lopez may not be available so do like the twins here in both halves i also like the pirates as well pirates down a plus 179 it may have come out of range but it may actually get back up there closer to game time so keep an eye on the pirates i should actually mention with the twins too i like the overs in that twins game first five over four to minus 115 i believe is still available and if you can get the over seven and a half at minus 111 or better i like that too so the twins overs in addition to the Twins' money line and the Pirates to start off with. The Yankees' unders, if you check the Action Network app, I bet those last night, you're going to end up seeing a Yankees' first five over three and a half come in for me. Do not bet that unless you have the first five under four and a half from last night. That is a pyramidal. Make sure to check my notes when you see my bets go into the app. Sometimes I'm betting things as a way to hedge off of my positions or middle my positions instead of just betting it, which I want everybody to follow. So make sure to check those notes and contextualize why I'm making a bet. Don't just blindly tail me on certain bets. Worth noting there. Texas as another underdog play down to plus 132. I like Dane Dunning. Pretty good indicators in the low fours. Texas here, though, in their much lesser split against the left-handed, or they, I should say in their lesser split because they're facing a righty. They're much better against left-handed pitching. So slight projection edge on Texas, the plus 132. Same kind of goes with the Padres down to plus 139. I don't really like the way that Mike Clevenger is trending. His ERA estimators climbing up into the mid fours tends to blow up. Like I said, with Bundy tends to blow up once he gets into that second, third time through the lineup. So you got to be a little careful with how they handle him. The Padres also sort of treading water right now seem to be getting big brothered around by the Dodgers anytime they play them this year. So Padres, the plus 139. I also like the first five over in that game as well. If you can get even money first five over four and a half, some good hitting weather in that game tonight. And then lastly, the Washington Philly over eight and a half and even money. Another Patrick Corbin start going against Noah Syndergaard. Two pitchers I've loved to bet against all season. Seems like anytime Syndergaard is on the mound, though, the runs just never come when I bet his overs. But I do like the over eight and a half there tonight to minus 105. I actually bet an over eight last night, but I'm still fine with it. Even on the half run move, we're still getting in below the key number nine. Okay. Positive regression coming, hopefully, on Noah Syndergaard. So, all righty, that's going to do it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in on a Friday and keeping baseball in your hearts, uh, even though a lot of other stuff is going on these days. Um, so for Sean Zarello, Anthony DeBundo, Brendan Glasheen, again, we join you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. We will be joining you throughout October when the playoffs start. There will be action almost every day out of the gate, wild card series and wild card uh, and divisional round series. So, We'll be joining you. Thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch, presented by BetMGM. We'll join you next week. Have a good weekend.
Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.